Welcome to another Take 10 with Jen. Get equipped in the supernatural. And now, here's Jen. The Inner Healing and Deliverance Handbook was really written to help people who are stuck, who don't know how to get out of it, who need some language, who need some encouragement and need some help. Writing my fifth book, uh, I wanted people to feel the hope. They will get a revelation that helps them to face anything and work through to the very best outcome that can possibly be, and that is true freedom. I want to share with you a story about a misdiagnosis. I was a brand new Christian, loved Jesus, on fire for Him, baptized in the Holy Spirit. And I would actually hear God's voice from time to time. And I was working at this retirement home. It was one of those very low stress jobs. I just worked on the weekends, answered the phones, kept an eye on things. But I do recall this one patient in particular. She was uh, obviously an older lady, but she rarely ever talked and she would sit in her wheelchair up against the window in the sun and she was hunched over. She couldn't lift herself up, but she just caught my eye. She was somebody that the Lord was preparing me to speak to. And so one particular day, I felt a prompt in my heart, actually an urgency from the Holy Spirit to go and talk to her. And so I left my home and I drove over to the facility. It was about 15 minutes away, not too far away. And I found her and she was again where she usually sat in front of the window, in front of the sun, hunched over, unable to lift herself up, not saying anything, just kind of off in a daze. And I, I began to tell her about the love of Jesus, about the forgiveness that he had for her. And I made an assumption in telling her these things. And I made an assumption that she was ready for it. I made an assumption that she was going to come alive and give her life to Christ right then and there, simply because he sent me to talk to her. Well, I was in for quite a surprise and she did completely the opposite of what I thought she was going to do. Well, in a way she did come alive, but not for the right reasons. She, she actually became agitated. She became angry. And instead of receptivity, what began to pour out of her mouth was blasphemies and terrible, vile statements against the Lord Jesus Christ. And she wouldn't stop. She just kept going on and on and on to the point where I was embarrassed. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know how to shut it down. This was all new to me. And so I left the facility because I was frustrated and I was embarrassed. And I didn't know what to do in that very moment. Well, I discovered after witnessing that and over a period of time and study, well, this woman, she was in fact demonized. I thought she had Alzheimer's. I thought perhaps she had dementia. That's what I believed her problems were. That wasn't her problem. She didn't have any of those diagnoses. And I could tell by the way she clearly articulated her thought processes about Jesus Christ. What she did have was a demon. She was completely demonized. 
Now, if I had known that, I would have handled that situation quite differently. I would have actually cast the demon out in the name of Jesus, as we are instructed to do in Mark chapter 16. We read in that chapter that those who believe, one of the things they will do is they will cast out demons. But the thing is, we have such a misdiagnosis of so many issues that the medical community has a name for, but in fact, they're actually demons. They're demonic. People are possessed, oppressed in various ways. And we call them senile. We call them crazy. We call them insane. A lot of times that's not what it is. They're actually demonized. They have a spirit that needs to be cast out. And so if I could go back in time and redo that scene, I would have definitely cast that spirit out of her. I would have definitely gone for it and insisted that she be made free of that by the power of the name of Jesus Christ. But how can we do that if we keep misdiagnosing things? I wonder sometimes how many things we misdiagnose that we call it by a particular term when in fact it is a possession. We read in the Bible situations where if we were to bring those situations into our modern times, we would have actually misdiagnosed them. For example, the boy that was brought to the disciples in Mark chapter nine, he was acting like a lunatic. He was throwing himself into the fire to be burned, into the water to be drowned. He was trying to kill himself over and over again. And they knew that it was a demon spirit. If we were to bring that into our modern times, we would have said he's insane. He has some sort of mental disorder. He has suicidal ideations, but we wouldn't have gone to the root of it. We wouldn't have, have explored the idea that this is a demon that's trying to get this young boy to kill himself over and over and over again. Well, the disciples, much like I experienced when I was getting delivered from a spirit of sorcery and the people could not deliver me. Well, those disciples, they couldn't bring deliverance to that young boy. And so they brought the boy to Jesus and Jesus has the remedy. First of all, he said, you need to have faith. He told the disciples that. And then he said, well, this kind, it comes out by prayer and fasting. And he actually delivered the boy from the demon that had been afflicting him and torturing him and tormenting him all of this time. It was a demon. He wasn't insane. He wasn't mentally deranged. He was actually demonized. And so I wonder in our society, in our cities, in our churches even, people that act just really off and do crazy things, well, maybe we need to consider the spirit of the matter and not put a label on them that doesn't allow us to bring a true remedy to them. And that is deliverance in Jesus Christ. Now, as I speak to you about the whole idea of deliverance, that we need to look at things differently and consider the spirit of the matter. At the same time, we need to consider why that spirit has a landing strip. Sin somehow, some way always opens the door. Either that person, they committed some kind of sin, they opened the door to demonic oppression somehow, or somebody sinned against them and that opened the door to demonic 
oppression. And so we need to look full circle at these situations and begin to ask more questions, begin to investigate a little more about people's lives because somehow the door got open and we need to find out what that is and ask the Holy Spirit to, to bring healing to that area. But then Satan is taking advantage of it. And so we also need to cast that spirit out in Jesus name. Maybe this is something you are recognizing right now within yourself. Hey, I am dealing with torment and oppression and, and some sort of spiritual problem. But I also know that I'm dealing with a wound. Do you want to invite the Holy Spirit to come and bring healing to you right now? Well, that is my prayer for you, that he would come and begin to not only heal you of that wound, but also bring you deliverance in Jesus' name from any spirit that is afflicting you as a result. I want to thank all of our global partners who are financially supporting us as we get this message out across media. We are teaching people about healthy supernatural, biblical supernatural. Why don't you join us and be a financial partner today? Go to jenniferevaz.com and just hit the give tab. Thanks again for listening to Take 10 with Jen. For more resources and to become a partner, visit us at jenniferevaz.com.